hello and welcome to SSM Podcast, Sulfur, Salt and Mercury. I'm your host, Rochelle, aka Sush, and this is our first episode. Yay! <laughs> You're probably wondering, what is SSM Podcast? What is Sulfur, Salt and Mercury? So I decided to create this podcast website and Instagram so I could share my spiritual happenings, my journeys, knowledge, skills, the whole shebang. There are no limitations. So if you're into these sort of things, please hang around. I am not going to be biased. I am not going to say one thing is correct and another isn't. I want to learn as much as possible and I want to share these things with you. So if this interests you, please hang around. I want to preface this episode with a bit of a announcement. Um, now, my current setup is actually a gaming headset. Uh, it's not necessarily the best audio quality, but I'm hoping the content will make up for this until I have a, a better setup going, a better understanding of how all of these things work. I also just wanted to let you guys know that there are going to be quite a variety of things I'm going to talk about. I want to tell you about my journey so far, how I came to this position, how I became to believe the things that I believe in. I also want to let you guys know about the spooky shit that goes on in the world. Let's talk about ghosts. Let's talk about cryptids. Let's talk about creepy pastas. I also want to touch on the more uh, well-known side of spirituality. So, you know, like meditation, possibly spirit guides. Um, and I also want to talk about witchcraft. This is a huge aspect of my life. There are a variety of types of witchcraft depending on cultural background, heritage, regional area and of course your own personal beliefs. So these are things I want to talk about and if you guys ever have any questions, queries or concerns about this please let me know. I want to know what you know. I want to know your experiences as well. I haven't decided on how many episodes just yet, but we'll be looking at possibly 8 to 10 episodes about a variety of different things. Uh, some people might find that a little bit disjointed, that there's no one topic we'll be discussing. However, I really want to make this something where we can talk about anything and everything. So some of the topics we're going to look at are, first of all, my spiritual journey, so you can understand where I'm coming from and where my interests come from. Uh, tarot cards, uh, mediums, manifesting, witch witch, because there's so many different types, uh, six crystals you may need, your shadow self, spirit guides, and what it's like to uh, be the other person in the relationship who's not spiritual, who is not a witch, who's not into voodoo, who's not into hoodoo. So there's quite a lot of different topics we're going to touch on, and I might mix match this up we might talk about other things like I said I'm into cryptids let's talk Slenderman there's no limitations to get a better understanding of why I wanted to create this podcast and to finally become my true self to no longer have shame for the weird and wonderful things that I'm into I need to tell you my story so I'm gonna try my best to compress 30 years worth of my background and my beliefs and my upbringing into a neat approximately 20 to 30 minutes. So let's give it a go. 
Now, I don't have a script. I don't necessarily have uh, dot points to work off. The reason I've done that is because I feel more comfortable just talking organically. I think if the topic would be a bit more complex and maybe something I've just learnt, then yes, maybe I'll have a script. But because I'm talking about my personal experiences and beliefs, I'm just going to go on a tangent and hopefully you guys will enjoy it. Okay, so I come from a mixed background. My father is a white Australian European background with a German and English heritage, whilst my mother is from the Philippines with a Spanish and Chinese background. So you're probably already thinking, okay, so obviously her background and beliefs come from her mother's side and Bing, 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 you are correct. So the Philippines is very blended. Uh, the Spaniards settled there, the Americans, there's a very strong Chinese background as well. Therefore, there is a lot of cultural mishmash. Now, my mother is Catholic. She's baptized Catholic and she's deeply into the concept of Mother Mary. She prays to Mary. However, if you have read my recent uh, blog posts, you would have seen I did a little bit of a spiel on what it's like to have a parent who is Catholic and also practices a form of magic. <laughs> it's odd. It is very odd considering Catholicism, Christianity, the main religions that you hear about um, don't generally believe in that sort of thing. So in the Philippines, coming from a mixed background with many religions, this is very, very common. Now, I grew up on folklore and old wives tales. I guess that's the only way to call it. I used to be told, uh, don't open an umbrella indoors because this is bad luck. Why is it bad luck? Don't know. It's just something that's embedded into my mother's fibers, into her molecular structure. Something else that she uh, mentioned was that you cannot uh, disrespect large trees because there are entities that live in them who smoke cigars and I'm not going to pronounce the name I'm going to get it wrong and I won't be able to forgive myself but these are the type of things that I grew up with for example if there are tree entities you are not to spit on the tree you are not to lean on the tree you are not to talk disrespectfully at the tree I know that sounds really odd but it is something that was constantly pushed into my brain I wasn't allowed to do certain things or say certain things towards odd inanimate objects for example because I would be disrespecting them and suffer the consequences. There's not really one way to tell you how I grew up with a very superstitious mother other than I grew up spooky. That's pretty much how it was. Some parents read uh, stories to their children uh, when they went to bed, you know, maybe, maybe I don't know, Mary had a little lamb or something. I, I don't know because I didn't grow up on these things. Instead, my mother told me horrifying stories because these are the stories she grew up on. For example, a story that I was told was about the Mananangal and the Aswang. I'm going to briefly summarize this for you guys and you will understand why this is terrifying for a young child of approximately, I don't know, seven to ten years old. 
So the Mananangal and or Man, uh, Aswang, sorry, similar, however, not exactly the same. They are beautiful women during the day, however, at nighttime to maintain their youth. And this is the story I was told, by the way, I'm sure there are variations, but to maintain their beauty and youth, they will sever their torso from their hips and legs, leave their legs at home, basically become scaly uh, and reptilian, grow wings and be able to fly. They will leave their home, they will locate a pregnant woman, enter the house through breaking through the roof or through a window and their serpent-like tongue will leave their mouth from flying above in the roof cavity go all the way down to the pregnant woman, enter her belly button, and consume the unborn baby. Now, do you understand <laughs> why this is terrifying? Now, I was terrified. Obviously, I was not a pregnant adult woman, and I had no reason to worry about these things, because I grew up in Australia. Don't really hear stories about Aswangs or Mananangals coming to Australia and doing these things. However, it's not exactly what I would call appropriate to tell a child. I can look back on it now and be like, she didn't understand why that was terrifying. Because I guess by, by all means, I, I am a Western child. Although I don't look it, I grew up here. So my understanding of what children should be told was not that. Now, growing up spooky didn't necessarily mean spooky stories. While I was young, I learnt that on my mother's side, uh, she was from a family of witch doctors, uh, not necessarily the kind sort. Uh, Filipino witch doctors can be quite terrifying and in some cases are Aswangs or Mananangals. They are not necessarily considered 100% human. So when I learnt this, it's almost like a light switch went off in my brain. It's almost like my perspective on the world changed entirely. I don't know necessarily how to describe it other than that, a light switch and the way I viewed the world changing, but I'm going to try my best to tell you what happened in this family home in a little suburb in Sydney, Australia. My family home was built in, I believe it was 1904 or something of that nature. It is a very, very old home. To be honest, I don't know how it's still standing. It does look like it was built that long ago. It's made from, um, unfortunately, uh, asbestos-based products, uh, which makes me wonder if it really was created that late um, but I unfortunately don't have more information on that I just I just know that the land was secured then and a house was built now this house had I believe several families in it including my dad's parents and uh, multiple families living there at the same time they used to board uh, families in this tiny three-bedroom house which blows my mind but Less on that, more on the spooks. So once I learnt this information, um, it's almost like the house became alive. It's almost like it began to breathe. And if there was something that culminated in this house that, that gained a life, this was 
that moment, this time, as a young child? It began with creaky sounds. Now, the house is incredibly old. It doesn't surprise me the house would creak and it would breathe. Breathe in a sense that if the wind blew, it would go through the house because of all the nooks and crannies and all the cracks. It's just how how the house was built. It, it wasn't insulated in the slightest and being in an asbestos house as bad as that sounds um, there were a lot of gaps in the panels there were sections that were falling apart however we weren't subjected to dust particles so I can securely and safely say that there's nothing wrong with me but it started off with sounds followed by walking uh, sometimes thumps, heavy thumps, and I am a very light sleeper to this day. There is not a single sound that won't wake me up, especially movement. If something changes in the room that wasn't like before, I'm going to wake up. It's just something I have going on with me. Now, with these odd movements and sounds and cracks and creaks came dreams, my dad's uh, parents, I never met his father. He passed away before I was born. However, I heard nothing but wonderful things about him. And his mother, who passed away when I was four and a half, five, I started to see them first in dreams and then dreams that were so real, I didn't know if I was awake or not. They started talking to me, saying hello, how you going? Minuscule conversations, which weren't that relevant because I can't remember them now. That was one of the first things that occurred. The next things were a bit more scary for a child. Even as an adult, I look back on them and I think I wouldn't want that to happen to me as an adult. But there was one instance where I honestly believe something slapped me hard across the face and I woke, sat up and was like, what the hell was that? I could still feel the burning, stinging sensation on my face. I'm not sure what that was. But that's when I realized that whatever I was experiencing as a young child was not necessarily drawing in positive white light situations. I was able to be subjected to an array of situations, which I will get into. Little instances like my grandparents and seeing, I guess I want to call them apparitions, but partial apparitions would occur throughout most of my childhood. I would talk to my parents about it, mostly my mum, because I felt she would understand more and she would tell me to tell them to go away. As a child I did do this because I didn't understand how to deal with the situation so the only option was to tell them to go away and they did for the most part. I still would feel the hairs on my neck stand up if something was around or I would feel as if I was surrounded by people but I couldn't see the people but I never had anything that was necessarily terrifying like the time I got slapped and to this day I truly believe that happened whether you know that can be explained is another situation but for me personally I truly believe this occurred Throughout my teens, I still was very much into it, and I guess you could say this was reflected in my interest in Anne Rice novels. I read those like they were air. I cannot stress it. We had this thing in high school, right, where we had to read a certain amount of books per year, and we had to have them 
recorded on like a piece of paper that said so-and-so has met their quota of books I don't know what it was called there was like a fun name for it but really they were just trying to make sure we were reading so I would fill mine up with all these Anne Rice novels and the librarian would always tell me they were too adult for me but I kept going she couldn't stop me to be honest but I kept going so I was very much into the whole concept of the supernatural and paranormal and that's because I believe it stems from my mother. The first movie I can recall watching with my family is From Dusk Till Dawn and if you have seen this movie you will know straight off the bat that this is not for a child or even a preteen. This is this is not for them. However, I saw it and I loved it and to this day it is one of my favorite movies because Salma Hayek is just amazing, an amazing role model. Basically my teens were spent a lot of the time reading about vampires, about werewolves, about spirits, about ghosts. My father had a subscription with Reader's Digest and whenever a sale would go on on these type of books he would get them for me and surprise me with them and I still have many of these. So back on the growing up spooky topic, I did spend a lot of my early teens in a more calm aspect of being sensitive around these things. I wasn't getting slapped anymore, thankfully, but I was still sensitive in a sense that if something was not right, I could I could feel it in a, in a way that I cannot describe and I'm still trying to understand. It wasn't until my early 20s when things really did change. Uh, around 23 or so, um, my dog, who was at the time maybe about one, she's an American staffie named Boo Boo, uh, and myself were sleeping or trying to sleep, and it was a restless night. If you're from Australia, you do and will <laughs> experience a hot summer night. You may experience a hot summer night in winter, <laughs> that's what it's like here. But when you live in an old home with no insulation, it's like living in an oven. So I was struggling, my dog was struggling, and we were trying to sleep. Uh, this night I will never forget. I just want to let you guys know before I tell the rest of the story. This night is possibly one of the scariest nights of my life, and it was the night I realized that I had to get a grip on what was going on. We were trying to sleep. It was hot. The fan was on. It wasn't doing much for us. And at some point, I had suddenly become on high alert. When I say high alert, it's that type of feeling where it's fight or flight. That type of feeling when something bad is happening or about to happen and you can't explain it, but you need to prepare. So I tensed up and pulled the thin sheet of blanket, uh, it's like a top cover I suppose, up to my chin and nudged my dog gently. She was already awake, I didn't even have to wake her up, but she was awake and a very soft growl came from her. She was facing away from me, so she was facing the end of the bed. At the end of my bed was a small space followed by the TV unit. Uh, and the TV itself and then the back corner. So I opened my eyes and I saw it. I saw this dark, heavy shape. Now I've got two street lights outside my window, therefore my bedroom is never 100% dark. Uh, 
there's always light streaming in which you know is annoying but it did help in this instance because the light was shining faintly behind this heavy entity which was taller than my TV unit um, and was hovering. It didn't have a humanoid form, it was just a blob of sorts similar to what I would describe as fairy floss but black. You could not see through it and the light was behind it. It did not go through it at all. She growled and the fact that she growled and was looking at it while I was looking at it it chilled me to my bones and it was because I didn't know what it was, what it wanted, where to come from. How did it get in? Did it just walk straight through my bedroom wall? I was terrified. I closed my eyes and for the first time in my life I prayed. I am not Christian. I am not Catholic. I am someone who is very open-minded though so I reached out to what I believe now are the old gods. I reached out asking for something older than time itself to help me. I reached out asking for the help of, of things that were older than the dirt, older than the sky, older than the universe, and I prayed to these things and asked for help. My dog stood up and stood over my body, and she is a big hunk of love. That thing is close to 50 kilos. She stood over my body protectively like the fur on the back of her neck she was like haunched up I don't know what it's called but she was in fight mode while I laid there terrified praying to things that I can't even tell you what they were I became very dizzy and every now and then I would peek to have a look and it would be there and she would be growling and I would continue this, this psychological and spiritual war on this thing, telling it to leave, and it was not welcomed here. Where I learnt that, I don't know. Maybe I saw it in a movie. I have no idea. I just know that I told it it was not welcomed here, and I did not invite it here. And as a 23-year-old, I guess you could say my mind was still very, very young. So I did not think logically to scream out for my parents I just I just knew that I had to keep telling it to go at some point the birds started singing outside coming from Australia we have birds called kookaburras and they will shout they will not chirp they will shout they will shout at the crack of dawn and they do not stop until sometime maybe mid-morning so knowing that the birds had started and natural light was coming through my window I knew I was almost in the safe zone it's a miracle I guess you could call it that this thing did not touch me it did not come closer to me I don't know what I would have done if it had but it didn't I just know that it hovered there for a long time and looked at me looked at me, looked at my dog, and I continued this this chant, this m mantra in my brain. When it got too bright for this thing, it zoomed across my room, and this really solidified that I wasn't losing my mind, but my dog followed it, similar to how a dog follows, say, I don't know, a, a small creature running across the ground, a mouse, or what are those... What are those little animals called in a squirrel? It's like how a dog chases a squirrel. They move suddenly, right? So she followed it and like we both just witnessed it go through my door, which is a white door, white bedroom door. 
through the door and suddenly it was like it never happened. It's the, the atmosphere changed, the birds were singing, the sunlight was coming through my curtain sides and I was fine. At some point during this experience, which I recall from memory was somewhere around 3am through to about 6am being in Australia and it being, I believe it might have been around September, um, the sun would have been up pretty early due to daylight savings. So it was something that was going on for a long amount of time and I mean a couple of hours, several hours. It was gone and this messed me up. I cannot stress how much this messed me up. I told my now fiance this this occurrence literally within hours. I had also sent him an SMS during this time because for some reason my dumb ass was able to send an SMS while huddled under a thin bedsheet thinking that the bedsheet could protect me. I, I don't know. The logic did not make sense then, but still doesn't make sense now. But I managed to send him an SMS and he called me when he woke. Now I told him what happened and he always knew that I believed in ghosts, I believed in spirits, I believed in, for lack of better description, the old gods. I believed in things that stemmed from my background and my interests. He told me, is there a possibility that maybe you were dreaming? And I said no, because my dog was well into this the entire time. She was in fight mode for several hours and when that thing zoomed across the room and left, she plopped down and just went straight back to sleep like it never happened. So it was it was certainly certainly something to deal with and it did cause me to question my sanity. Now after a short amount of time I did manage to move forward until we went to the States. Now I had a brief uh, obsession with Waverly Hills Sanatorium. I felt as if I had been there before. I went there. I really enjoyed it and I saw the creeper, the thing that would climb up the walls and stuff. And my partner thinks he saw him but can confirm that he saw the short little shadow people. Now whether that's the trick of the eye or not, I can't confirm. But I did go to Waverly Hills because I just, I felt like I'd been there in the past. After we went to Waverly Hills, we went to New Orleans, the place where a huge chunk of my heart still lives there. I've been there twice now. But with this visit, it was our first visit. And we went hard. And this is where I believe this thing followed me. I have no physical or tangible evidence where I can say that this was the same entity or even that it was an entity. I just know what I saw was there and I have uh, a third story to tell after this which kind of solidifies this whole thing, this whole experience. So while we were in New Orleans on our first night, we went out and we had a big old grand time in the French Quarter. Now I also feel as if I have some sort of past life or past history in the French Quarter. Um, I do know it's been burnt down several times and they've reconstructed the, the, the newer cities on top of each burnt down city. So there's a lot of history and energy and souls and memories that are just embedded into that land. Now 
what happened on the first night was probably one of the more scary things that have has ever happened to me and long story short my now fiance was what I believe possessed by something uh, we had one other friend with us who witnessed everything no physical harm was made or done but basically um, the things that were coming out of his mouth were just not him uh, I won't say what was said but it was pretty crap uh, it made me feel very unsafe uh, and we eventually left the streets, uh, especially, well, we were on Bourbon Street, to put it plainly, but we, we left the streets and um, headed back to the hotel where we continued our very loud and massive fight. So it did simmer down over time and eventually I forced him to sleep on the floor. I'd sleep on the bed by myself and he fell asleep straight away. The lights were still on so I rolled over and opened my eyes and saw this this smoky creature. This, this, I don't know how to describe it. It's almost like a cloud but a really dense cloud you can't see through was at the foot of my bed looking at me. How I know it was looking at me? I don't know and I know I keep saying I don't know Everything is very intuitive in my beliefs and, and the way that I register information. I just know that had it had eyes, they were planted straight on me. It kind of tapered off similar to what a, a gin or a genie looks like. The smokiness that tapers off and goes back into the, the magical lamp. Except that I believe that it tapered off when below what I could see on the bed, the end of the bed, and was actually coming out of my fiancé. Now, again, I have no direct proof that this was coming out of him, or that, you know, this, this was the same entity. I just know that immense fear, fear, just... It wasn't the same as the first time where I was a bit more brave. This time it's almost like it was three, four times the size. I didn't have my dog there to look after me. It was it was pretty scary. So I rolled over and I did the same thing and I just prayed to the old gods again and again and again until sunlight came through. Now the next day I told my friend and my fiance what had happened and they were both equally as startled and shocked they didn't belittle me in the slightest they didn't treat me any differently they just were equally as scared the only difference was that i had experienced it while both of them were sleeping the friend even said like i'm glad you didn't wake me up because i guess he didn't know how he would respond so the following day kind of licked our wounds rekindled and as you do when you're so young and uh we went out now i actually went to a very famous uh esoteric store and had my cards read in which several cards came out came up and the card reader actually talked about what had happened to me the uh, i want to say nine of swords came up from memory it's the nine of swords where the person is sitting up in bed and covering their face uh it's kind of taken in a bit of a confrontational confrontational appearance uh point of view and she basically retold me what had happened the night before which was a bit confronting once again this was during i want to say 2015 my m maybe earlier probably 2000 
13 to 15 because we went back uh, again. Um, I'm just getting my years a little bit messed up. Basically, from childhood through to here, a lot of small things did happen. Little things, shadow people, sounds, dreams, which were almost premonitions in a sense. Very, very intuitive. I can generally read a room very quickly and piece things together. But it wasn't until 2018, 2019 that a series of very, very negative things kept happening to me. And I couldn't understand why. Now, I don't believe that I necessarily attracted these things. Uh, for example, um, I was at the lowest in terms of my mental health. I had someone who hit my car. My employer was bullying me non-stop. And because we had no HR, yes, I know, really bad. I had nowhere to go and I wasn't in a financial position to just up and leave. Uh, I had moved out of home and I missed my family terribly and because of all the surrounding things that were happening, my personal relationship with my fiance wasn't doing too well either. It was really tough. There were a lot of trust boundaries which were broken and I found it really hard to relate to anyone. Someone once told me that when you turn 29, that's the year that the planets and age shift and a bunch of things that I don't truly understand uh, happens to you. You go through a major change as a adult. I will probably have to look into this further but I didn't really think of it seriously to put it plainly. <laughs> I just thought you know it is what it is it's whatever. But 29, 28 through to 29 were the most challenging times of my life and at many points I thought I would give up. I'd just give up. But I didn't. Instead, I told myself that these awful things that, that are happening, I'm going to change them. And in doing so, which I will explain in further episodes such as Manifestation, I was able to create a world that was more for me and I did this through my intuition, my spell casting, my, my wishful thinking, my power of my mind. I didn't necessarily set up a cauldron and put a bunch of herbs and ingredients and chanted and things like that. I didn't wear a pointed hat and although I adore, adore these practices it's not where my beliefs and my own personal feminine and masculine power comes from mine specifically is in the blood it's in the mind it's in my ability to feel things around me I don't know why those negative things happen to me I often think about it I often wonder why these things happen to me Sometimes I tell myself the universe provided me with a challenge, one full year of challenges just to see if I could get through. And if I could get through, I would be granted a whole new perspective, a whole new world that I hadn't seen yet. And maybe it did happen. I eventually spoke to... Um, quite a wonderful woman. I will link her things below. I just want to check out that she doesn't mind. But basically, 
we did some past life regression and some channeling and she told me some things that I I already knew which was you know it's always a shock when you when you meet someone who classifies as a psychic of sorts and they tell you something you knew they couldn't have possibly known but it was a shock to hear these things from a person who I didn't know as well as the fact that like I knew these things I just never acknowledged them she told me I was a powerhouse, a force to be reckoned with, and essentially I needed to embrace the light side of, of who I am and the dark side, which is the witch doctors in my family line. She said I needed to embrace these because I am not something that is purely light. I am someone who is a bit of A and a bit of B. And by trying to separate these two things causes conflict. I need to embrace both of them. This is only recent, guys. This was only a couple of months ago when I said, you're right. Why didn't I, why didn't I accept these things? Because I'm not going to attract like positive light entities all the time. I'm not going to be faced with positive experiences all the time. I need to embrace all aspects of my intuitive skills. Now, I used to dream a lot and when I was at my worst, I didn't dream at all. But when I accepted this, it's almost like a floodgate opened up, a world that I was seeing things regularly. I was I was like I'd see something in real life or maybe I would dream about it first and then I would see it in real life and I was so in tune, especially recently that I realized this, this whole time I should have just accepted that there was a negative maybe frowned upon part of my bloodline but I can use that the way I want to use it I need to own it which brings us to today I sat down and said I'm gonna make a podcast I'm gonna make a podcast because you don't necessarily have to be someone who is of white light you don't have to be. You also don't need to be someone who is like all about the negative things in the world, especially in energetics, especially in um, conjuring and channeling. You can be someone who is like me, someone who is just able to understand and to feel these things. Yes, I want to be a good person. Yes, I want to make sure that I make the most of my life and the lives around me. But I'm not going to hold back as a human. And it's simple as that. And I'm going to use the, the feelings, the intuitive side of me. I'm going to use the power of the dreams I have. The power of being able to read someone and to feel the energetics around them. I'm going to use it. And of course, I'm going to keep in my mind, I'm not going to be a horrible bitch about them. I'm not going to go out of my way to hurt someone it's just not me as a person but I'm also not going to deny the fact that this runs in my blood and I'm going to embrace that part of me remember when I said I was going to try and wrap up my journey in approximately 25 to 30 ish minutes well we've just hit 40 minutes so I did get a bit carried away but I wanted to preface my entire podcast with my journey so you could understand that I don't necessarily have one channel or one one vein that I want to discuss. I am very much eclectic. You can call me 
a hedge witch you can call me a green witch you could call me an intuitive you can call me mildly psychic although I don't believe that I am but regardless I'm I'm not someone who can be bottled so I want to make sure that my podcast is also of the same variety I want to share so much knowledge with you guys. I want to share the things that I learn. And in return, I would love to hear from you guys. So tell me, comment below. You can go ahead and message me. You can have a look at my website. I want to hear your journey. I want to hear what happened to you that shifted the way you viewed the normal physical world. Because at present... I am incredibly sensitive ever since I accepted and willingly took on board that, yes, I am going to accept the dark side, the witch doctor side of my family line in combination with the good part of me. And I feel as if a veil has been removed from my eyes. I'm not scared anymore. The fear, it's gone. It's entirely gone. The ability to to just see things as they are and also call it the universe, call it my guardian angels or my spirit guides because I want to talk about these further on in, our, in my season one. Um, call it what you will, but for every awful thing that happened, when I started, accept, started accepting who I was spiritually, those things got removed almost immediately. It's almost like the universe was like, because you're denying yourself of who you are, you are not currently able to face these things. Therefore, we are unable to give you the messages that you need. And whether that came from the universe or whether that came from meeting uh, that wonderful person, that woman who did my past life regression and a follow-up session with cards and channeling, whether that was my, my ancestors speaking to me, because I know they do. It's just maybe I was scared. Maybe I was scared to accept these things. So now that I have, a whole world has opened up and I have so much to share and I really want to share it with you guys. Now that's 30 years of experiences bunched into a not so neat 42 or so minutes. If you guys would like to continue on hearing my stories, my experiences, uh, possibly episodes about topics where we just learn things together about the esoteric world, the spiritual world, the divine world, please hang around. You can check out all things self assault mercury uh on our instagram which is at self assault mercury or you can check out our website which is self assault mercury.com i do post some other things of varied topics as i keep disclosing however the general premise is that it's all things spooky it's all things esoteric and it's all things me so i hope to see you guys next time bye